This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. The following takes place between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Okay, here's the pitch, guys. Three men, an improv comedian, a movie critic, and an Amish guy are going to talk <laughs> about the their Amish top thing. five TV pilots for all time. But here's the twist. One of them is dead the whole time. Ooh, please be me. Please be me. What do you think? Green light? We're going to green light that? No way. <laughs> I think so. You put an Amish guy in your show. It's that's good. a winner. That is going to kill everything. Nobody wants an mm, Amish guy. English doesn't like pilots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's time for Rome Spring again. Hey, Kent, why don't you talk potty talk? <laughs> oh, Thank you. Welcome to Make a Cell. I'm oh, Joel. Yeah. I'm Kent. <laughs> and Jacob. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our bathroom etiquette show. If you did. And if you didn't, you are missing out. If you skipped that episode, yes, we didn't really know if it would work. In fact, right after we're recording the show... We didn't know if it would be received very well. We wept openly, I believe, after that show was over. I did because I was... In the bathroom where Kent and I hugged. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't even really laugh at that. (laughs) How dare you even reference this? I think, Joel, you cried because you said something inappropriate. I cried because I had restrained myself so much. And Jake just cried because, you know, he's gentle. Well, here's (laughs) here's what I want to say about that is I feel like... You wanted to do the show really bad. I didn't <laughs> I want to do the show. And I think it was that that push and pull that created a balance that actually no really more worked. No more bathroom talk, Joel. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a great show. And I really think people should talk about this at work uh, to get us more listens. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, share the bathroom podcast with your coworkers. Hey, yeah. I barely know you. Uh, I may ask you out sometime. Here's a bathroom podcast. This Kent guy sounds crazy, whoever he is. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're crazy. <laughs> we got a lot of positive feedback and one negative feedback, but one, a lot of positive feedback. Even the negative one said it, it, that was a crappy show. And I think they were trying to be funny. <laughs> I don't I know. I really, no, I really do. (laughs) I'm taking that as a positive spin, uh, counterclockwise, but because Mm -hmm. of the positive reinforcement that we got, now you've just fed Kenny D's ego and, uh, well, we probably will do more etiquette shows. And I had a few people ask me if you were for real. It's like, (laughs) was that for real? No, 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 no. I had people say, yes, I have those issues too. I had more people say that than, yeah, we all know you're a little nuts. Yeah. But those were all the people in your head. Yeah. Oh, here's a good shout out too. Somebody said, if I was there, I really wanted to ask Kent, be like, what happened to you yeah. when you were a child <laughs> well, why that you made you this way? <laughs> so much. Who, uh, what bathroom hurt you, Kenny D? <laughs> what bathroom hurt you? When I was 15 years old at Laguna Beach. Oh, no. I had to clean out the women's restroom. Oh, no. This it is... ruined me forever. There you go. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. <laughs> but we're not talking about bathrooms today. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Jake, well, what are we talking about? Well, you already mentioned it. The... TV pilots. That's right. Sort of. I mean, you didn't really explain it. So yeah, well, you explained it. A movie critic, a Impro- comedian, improv comedian, Amish guy. That's true. Yeah. 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 No, go ahead, Jacob. Give us. <laughs> give no, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've come to the table with five TV pilots. These are our five favorite of all time. Why are we doing the show? It's pilot season, guys. Yeah. Yep. It's fall TV is coming on. We can't wait for all the new shows that we don't know anything about. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, I was just thinking maybe we should have a new show podcast. So like, I don't know, in October, once the last of them is kind of, have kind of come out be like, Hey, we've watched all the new pilots here. This is what to see. This is what to skip. I can't name one new show. That's I can't be either. I haven't been watching. The problem but. is I've had my heart broken too many times by TV shows that I've wanted to see go somewhere. And all of a sudden the story just ends. It's just over because it got canceled. There's too many bad pilots, too. It's like I want the TV show to prove itself before I watch it, 
But then if I'm not watching it, I'm not part of the well, viewership. Then, then to help it yeah, right, right. And there's no investment that way, right? No. You're not risking anything. Right. I you usually, wait until there's six seasons and yeah. I usually do wait though until I hear good things about a show these days before I even give it a, a shot. I think the only, and to be honest, I thought about this the other day and maybe it was during my research, but I discovered that the, this isn't spoiling anything by the way, but the only show that I watched the pilot live and watched the entire series live and watched it all the way to the finale would be Community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything else I started like two or three episodes in or had someone tell me about or stopped watching because I got tired of it. Did you watch every week or did you record them and watch them later? I usually watch them on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'd watch it after the fact, but because who watches TV live? It's kind of weird. It is weird. People do that. But today we're talking about TV shows that we did watch live because these are the the greatest TV pilots of all time. And it was fun to do the research, I have to admit. It was fun. It was fun to watch these pilots. Yeah, it was. I watched a lot of shows, like a dozen you want me to say it, don't you? <laughs> you mean you watched a bunch of pilots? Yeah. I've been watching pilots for days. Oh, your new job's at Delta, eh? <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Joel. I'm glad we wasted that joke before the show. Yeah. I said this before the show, and I was just speaking, you know, randomly. And Joel said that joke, and then we saved it for the show. So you're welcome. We did, except for that you just spoiled it. So, Thanks so a lot, Ken. We each came up with a list. Five shows. But first of all, I want to talk about, just briefly, gentlemen, if we may, what what makes a good TV pilot? Yeah. Like what what in your opinion, what makes a good TV pilot? Now, actually with the ones I chose, they actually break the rules a lot, but I'm going to say the thing that links them is it describes what the show is going to be, right? Without ruining the entire premise in the first episode. And so it will show us how the characters behave mm-hmm. and maybe even some turns that they may have in season 3 or season 4. Right. But without having just a one idea show and it's all ruined in the pilot. It's it's a fine balance to walk because on one hand you want to show the tra- trajectory, that was hard for me to say, the velocity, the trajectory, tra- 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 nope. Trajectory. Corporeal tra- 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 anthropomorphic trajectory. Trajectory. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> oh, it's uh, late. But they got to show where the show's going. But they can't like use up all their good ideas in that first show and then not have anywhere to go. Yes. They can because it's a pilot. This is talking about what makes a good pilot. Right. But I'm saying if they waste all that in the beginning, then it's like the show has nowhere to go. They're ruining the show, but it doesn't make it a bad pilot. Like, for example, there's a new Kiefer Sutherland show coming out where it's basically the sequel to 24, where it's called like The Last Survivor. Mm -hmm. And it's where he is like the secretary of education. Does he sing country songs? He does. (laughs) And (laughs) you see that video is disturbing. Basically, Washington, D.C. is nuked and he becomes the president. And this all happens in the first episode. And then it's like. And then you're just the president. But that's and, the, that's you know, the, and then that's the inciting incident. That's what sets the, the plot in motion. But it seems like that's the entire idea. I don't know. We'll see. Undercover no. president. Well, <laughs> yeah. he wears a bad wig. <laughs> but I think that a pilot needs to have, I mean, it needs to have an interesting story. It needs to kind of, you know, catch your interest. It also needs to have memorable and distinguishable characters because mm-hmm. it drives me nuts when they either throw all the characters at you and it's hard to keep track of who's who, but it's also kind of annoying when... You don't really meet everyone, and you don't quite have a feel for the, the cast. It's also kind of weird when there is a pilot with characters that never appear in the show again. Yes. Or, you know, like uh, Kessler has a dog and comes over to Seinfeld's house. Yeah. And you're like, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> and where's Elaine? I like how you said Kessler. Yeah. Well, in the Star Trek, the original series, Star Trek, the first, the pilot episode, Spock is the only main character who survived to the next episode. Oh, really? Pilot. No Kirk. What? No Scotty. None of them. 
I found that out, and I was, as I was watching it, I was like, I, am I watching the right show? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's bizarre. You, you should go back and watch it. It's actually kind of an interesting episode, but very bizarre. Hmm. But also... You're talking about original Star Trek. Yeah, original Star Trek. Yeah, that's where he goes on to the... Yeah, I've seen that one. I the just don't remember that. The planet with the big heads and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not Kirk. But uh, it also needs to... I mean, it needs to make you want to watch more. If you get to the end of it and you're like, man, that was a great movie... And a you know, good little story arc there, and I'm done with it. That's not a very good pilot. It has to leave you wanting more. That's kind of how I felt with Stranger Things. I said, oh, that was a pretty fun episode. Do I need to binge watch it? No, not necessarily. How dare you, sir? No, did, did you guys feel that way? No, I did. I was like, this is well done. I'm watching more. Okay. Like, that's good. Then that's a good pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it didn't have that same effect. And then my I mean, f- it wasn't. I mean, other shows might be more compelling. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to see what happens next. Yeah. Stranger yeah. Things did not do that. It was Aww, more like. The kid disappeared. No, I was like, oh, this is a strong start. Like, I, I like, like it. I like yeah. the movie. I wonder what other Spielberg references they're going to throw in here. Hey, don't bash on Stranger Things. Everybody likes Stranger Things. He's going to bash on it. Oh, that's a good point. But finally, my final thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that it needs to be rewatchable. Yes. Because some pilots, it's like, that's yeah. great. And then you watch it again. You're like, wow, this is really slow moving because they had to pad the time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to play their hand too quickly. There are some pilots I've seen upwards of 10 times just by showing on different people. To, are they on your trips to Missouri and back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, autopilot driving? Yeah. So. Hey, kid, here's your wings. <laughs> uh, yay. <laughs> I'll take this back to Amish country. <laughs> uh, now the joke was used against you, Jake. You see what happened I there? I see what happened there. Yeah. I see what happened, yeah. yeah. So All are right. these on your list? These ones that you've watched 10 some times? Them, I sure hope them, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, no, not one of them's not. Well, and I, one thing I love to do is show people a good pilot. And watch it and be like, this is great. It's, and it's, it's just like, fun to experience it through. Yeah, and yeah. so I wa- I've watched a lot, of pi- a lot of these pilots multiple times because I've shown them to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But we should probably get into it. Okay, Let's so, well, Joel's only done his. We haven't talked about what makes a good pilot, really. Aviators. Aviators. <laughs> yep. Right? And a co-pilot. <laughs> you see, he got another joke in. <laughs> <laughs> the fun never stops here at Bacon Sale. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to say that. I mean, the only thing for me is... Uh, is is simply the desire to watch the next one. Like, I don't even care what the episode does. Okay. If it ends and I'm like, I need to see what happens next, that, the pilot has done its job. That plus creativity. Because if I see something new and, you know, I feel like it's an original idea, I'm going to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good pilots that I've, I'm like, oh, that was entertaining. I'm going to watch the whole series, but I've seen that before. Right, right. Well, and, and these, our top fives don't necessarily have to have a, a strong finish either. Like this pilot could have been, there's a lot of shows out there where the pilot is really good and then it kind of putters out and dies down. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. All right. So number five? Number five. Shall I start? Yeah, go go for it, it. Jacob. Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Let's someone else start. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm kidding. Okay. Not even Stargate. (laughs) This is a Stargate, not not the movie, not the TV show, the spinoff of the TV show. I've actually heard this, that it's a good pilot. Stargate New Orleans is what you're going for. (laughs) (laughs) Stargate NCIS New Orleans. (laughs) Special Victims Unit. You got to have the ending tag there. All right. um, My number five is Alias. Wait, wait. Oh, that was a joke. No, Alias is my real one. No, what's... Oh, so Stargate Atlantis was your joke. Yeah. Okay, it was a Jacob okay. joke. Jacob joke, everybody. Hey, he was kidding. Look, look, he got us. Look, everyone else knew. <laughs> it's just you guys who missed it. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I thought Suicide Squad was wonderful, everyone. <laughs> hey, I got sure you, you with this one. I yeah, got you, you with you this did, one. You did, absolutely. All right. All right, so go ahead. Talk about it. There's Alias. a lot of mad Stargate fans out there right now. <laughs> Stargate Atlantis. All right. So, what? yeah, why, why that? Alias, number five... 
Jennifer Garner is, we, is we the main We will be reason. speaking in mild spoilers here, but let's not give anything too far away just in case people haven't seen it. That's a good point. Actually, yeah. okay, I'll try not to give too many spoilers. Give the premise of the show without giving away the twist at the ending where her mother was actually her father, who was her uncle, who was a double spy, who lived back in time but was on Cape paintings. Oh, my gosh. Is that really the story? Basically. No. No. It's J.J. Abrams. That is yeah. n- nothing like that happens. <laughs> no, she's like the prophecy. <laughs> no, stop. Shh. None of this is real. Alias is just about being a spy, okay? That's it. In Go the family. It. Spies in the family. Have you finished the series? Uh, don't worry about it, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to ask you a question about another show, but I think that's coming up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. And this is the pilot's written by J.J. Abrams. Yes. And he directs the first one. And he does. In fact, it's this. It's directing this pilot landed him directing Mission Impossible 3. Tom Cruise saw it and said, this guy's great. It's so no, Jennifer Garner owns this thing. The story's really good. The writing's crisp. I don't even care about the premise. Like this, the premise itself. Because Jennifer Garner's in it? In wigs? That's why you like no, it. Wigs, wigs come later. But <laughs> you were sold. She on actually, it. she actually dyes her hair in this one. I, I watched this yesterday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, this is this is a strong pilot. And I would agree, actually. So she sells it. There, there's a moment in this show where someone dies, and I'm not going to say who, so it's not a spoiler. But Jennifer Garner, like she, she brings me to tears almost just watching her react to this and, and put it, on a wig. <laughs> there's no wig. <laughs> anyway, that's it. My number five. No, I, I agree. I think this is a good pilot. In fact, I've watched, I think the first season, maybe the first two seasons of Alias, but I kind of tapered off after that. I want to get back to it. Though. I think the writers did too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Actually, this one, I was looking up trivia for all these pilots as I was watching them. Yeah. yeah. That's my study method. Yeah. I know. I was like, I'm going to pull a Joel on this By the one. way, I, I will mention that I have the network, air, the original air date, and the running time, and viewers in millions. Oh, cool. Okay. For each, for each one of my shows. That's Joel for you. Cool. Oh, what was I going to say? Jennifer Garner's wearing wigs. <laughs> Jennifer Garner wears wigs. <laughs> That's the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So J.J. Abrams actually came up with this idea for Alias as he was joking around on the set of Felicity because he's like, what if Felicity was a super spy? And she cut her hair. Yep. And in war wigs. <laughs> and so he made Alias for that reason. Really? Yeah. That's fun. There you go. I really struggled with my top five. Like, really struggled. Okay, let me just ask you. How many were in your, like, your big list? You're like, okay, I got to whittle down from here. 20. 20. Mother. Yeah. And, I, and I've Mine watched. Was 12. Okay. Yeah. And I've watched a whole bunch. In fact, I watched about three or four that I've never seen before. Watched what? Uh, a whole bunch of shows that pr- premieres. <laughs> the entire shows? <laughs> <laughs> I watch these pilots. <laughs> pilots. Pilots. Twenty-one pilots. No. Okay. <laughs> so I watched a lot of TV in the past couple of days, and I was stressing out about the show. In fact, I'm stressing out now. And so I, I was trying to go a little bit more creative, and I wanted to go almost by category. Now, when you say more creative, you mean more hipster and non-mainstream. That is what. It well, means, okay. Yes. Look, I know that Joel and I we have very similar interest in TV. Yes. And I knew that our top five would match, and so and I know you tried to avert me. And so I tried to avert you as well. Okay. I think we'll have two matches. You think two? I think two. I'm guessing three. I think two. Okay. I'm guessing one. All right. Three, my, two, one. My number five. Just for fun. My number five, and I'm not even kidding. Start getting laughs. Zaylis. Is the OC. Get off the show. <laughs> get, get, put down the headphones. I knew you'd Turn be Turn off mad. your mic. Get off the I, show. I saw that in somebody's list, actually. I knew you'd be upset. I've never seen the OC. Because, you know, I'm not a teenage girl, but go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about your teenage girl time. This is what it's you about. You had 20 shows. 
20 shows uh-huh. and you're, you're going to the OC. <laughs> I stressed out so much about this and the OC made it in my top five. All right. What the crap is the OC? Here's the explanation for the OC. A troubled youth from the bad part of town is taken by his uh, pro bono attorney. He finds himself a fish out of water in, in Orange County as he tried to avoid. Wait, wait, he's an attorney. No, he is taken in by an, by an oh, attorney. Oh, taken in by an yes. attorney. Okay. As he tries to avoid his own issues, he finds that these rich kids in the OC and their parents have issues of their own. So it's basically Karate Kid. It's it's essentially every indie movie ever <laughs> where there's like an adopted situation. Yes, way, way back. But it, it, a little bit. I like the way, way back. But it, it tells a story in one episode. And it, what it does is I really think it's a very clever written episode and filmed because you have Ben McKenzie, who now plays Commissioner Gordon or Detective Gordon on Gotham. <laughs> But he's good. How much of the show have you watched? I've watched the whole thing. You watched all of OC? All yeah. of OC. I mean, is this a good show? How are your estrogen levels? <laughs> Just check. How many, how many seasons are Look, there? Look, were you or were you not partially raised by Beverly Hills 90210? I was not. You weren't? I, I watched an occasional episode, but I really... Because you skipped that crap, man. The Beverly Hills 90210 and the, the Melrose Place. Yeah, Melrose Place was another thing. It's a bit too old for us, but Beverly Hills 90210... All the way. Jenny All I remember Gar- is that. Yeah. yeah. Acts like he's punching in the face. Luke Perry brought back sideburns, so good on him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But the OC right. is so well acted. I actually made fun of girls in college for watching the show because it seemed like Beverly Hills 90210. And I said, this is, so stu- this is so stupid. But then, as I had time to sit down, basically in marriage, when you just, all you do is watch TV for a long time, <laughs> I start, we start watching the OC and it, we were just taken away with the OC in this taken teenage... Taken away, he says, Joel. In this Joel, teenage taken drama. Away. Taken what are you writing away. down right now? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it, it's very... self make Kent a man. <laughs> it's very clever. Adam Brody plays Seth Cohen, who's one of the greatest written TV characters. I feel like he's me. I feel like he's inspired a lot of my humor because he's basically a nervous Jewish kid. <laughs> <laughs> who that's knows a lot you. about pop culture and that's kind of me and sandy cohen played by peter gallagher on this show one of the best if not the best tv dad there is i'm putting it out there that that's just so bizarre to me how many seasons did you say there's four seasons and three of them are good i mean that just that that's just weird to me i'm sorry no it, it should be weird um also the plot pilot sorry was directed by doug lyman who did edge of tomorrow yeah he's doing the new um standing Justice at the League. edge of doug tomorrow lyman, he's doing that, so he did swingers and born identity all right i might watch the pilot far i go i like him anyone say what the bell called yours no okay Mm-mm. it's the california song is this the oc tanner song <laughs> Actually, oh yeah, come here. Yeah. I, I was about to sing this song for California. You were about to witness something incredible. Oh no, keep going. By the way, I do call my new workplace. I call it the OC. Nice, that makes sense. No, and I watched this. I rewatched this as a joke, thinking, "Man, I watched that whole series. Did I really like it that much?" And I rewatched it, and I go, "That was like a really good indie movie." That's the song from the theme song, though. From yeah, the, huh? I know actually, the song. The way it plays it's a out, good song. Yeah. It, it's. It's great. California. Yeah, it's Phantom Planet. Yeah. So that's my number five. That is the one that I'm like, yeah, they're going to kill me for this one, but I don't care. I can't kill you, though, because I haven't seen it. Yeah. And honestly, Doug Lyman, I was too busy dating girls. So (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, kids in there curling their hair and being the BFF and I'm taking them out on dates. Here's the thing. There are so many overly sentimental moments, but it is it's good. And Misha Barton. At that time, she shows a lot of potential until she's mm. Misha Barton. I prefer her in the sixth sense. 
when she's puking <laughs> under the she's blanket. Much better, much better acting. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now my now my list I'm going to say right now is going to be one that Kent's going to scoff at because it is very mainstream. But I will say I made this independently. I made it myself first before creating, like without looking at it up anything. Right. So what are the pilots that I remember loving? And I wrote down this list of like four or five. And, and you I, ended up watching several, right? I watched all the ones on my top five. Okay. Then I went, when I went out and started doing more research, I found that a lot of mine are on a lot of lists. So I don't think there's going to be too many surprises here. Maybe just Not even some favorite Joel picks at well, all? Yeah, but even then I found them on lists. Uh, my number five is actually Northwest Passage, which was the original name of Twin Peaks. Um, Twin Peaks is my number bom, five. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> Started blah, blah. on ABC uh, on April eighth, nineteen ninety. The run, the original running time of the pilot, ninety four minutes. This is a longer one. Yeah, I watched it today. Okay, at work. Viewer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, your boss is totally listening to this show. These are not things you should show. admit. <laughs> I watched it at lunch today. <laughs> at work. At work. <laughs> I'm a rebel, daddy. Um, and I, I hate that I start off with this one because it's going to make all the other ones seem less. Because let me just give you an idea here, if I can go up here. So when they say the viewers in millions, back in the day, it was basically just networks. And so they got a ton of publicity, whereas nowadays it's not as high. I mean, I think The Walking Dead is only like the premiere was only like five million or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, the premiere of Twin Peaks, 34.6 million. Holy cow. Wow. It's, not, it's not the highest, though. Do you guys, do you guys want to know what the highest is? I'm a little worried now. Well, and this is, this is on Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth, but I still question it. It's Mike and Molly, isn't it? No. This is the list of highest rated television pilots, which attracted 28 million or more viewers in America. The number one is A Different World with 38.9 million. What? Well, it's a spinoff of The Cosby Show. But still, Cosby Show is not on here. Huh. But yeah, like Full House, huh. Full House premiere had 31 million. Uh, let me see the other here. Frasier had 26, or yeah, 28 million. So you mean 34 million people turned on their TV and went... What the crap am I watching? For Twin no Peaks, kidding. yes. 34.6. For an hour and a half. So, <laughs> so, and that's the thing is it starts off with kind of this haunting theme and a sawmill and you're like, what am I watching here? Well, there's like a 10 minute intro where it's nothing but <laughs> it that is. bizarre green font and like, yeah. you know, yeah, like the sawmill and, and the is. river and whatever. It's bizarre. And for those of you who don't, who don't know anything about Twin Peaks, the pilot follows the characters of Del Cooper and Harry S. Truman. That's the sheriff, not the president. As they investigate the death of a popular high school student, Laura Palmer. That's and, and really the, year. the premise of the show. What? The year. 1990. Okay. Yeah. I already said that. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is just one of those amazing pilots where it just set the tone for the show because it's heartbreaking at times. It is terrifying at times. And it is utterly bizarre almost the entire time. I've resisted watching until this episode. In fact, I, I knew that I'd have to be in the right mood to watch Twin Peaks, and so I don't know if I was quite there, because the entire thing felt so misleading. You can't watch that at work. So I, <laughs> Like, it doesn't seem right. Like, you have to be, You're right. like, You're right. sitting in your living room being like, what's going on right now? Yeah, but it felt like it was misguiding me so much <laughs> that I was like, uh, okay, like, I guess I don't trust anyone in this town. You shouldn't. Or, you know, like when you're telling your friends, hey, I'm watching Twin Peaks right now, and then they send you gifts of uh, spoilers that, that happen during happen. the show. That would never happen. You know, like when they ruin the entire show for you. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Mm-mm. Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't. You did. I didn't. No, you did. He, he didn't at all. I didn't. You'll find out. Yeah, not at all. It, there's visions and weird stuff that See, happens that, here. The, but the show is all the way nuts. But it feels like the, it feels yep. like the show should be bad. Like I was watching it going, this sounds like they're delivering these lines terribly, but there's something so compelling about it. And David Lynch, the director, who's famously just out there, yep. he would use these random moments and incorporate them into the show, such as there's a moment in the pilot when a crew member is seen in a reflection in a mirror in the background, like he was just standing there. He hired him and made him part of the show. And then there's this other part too. They're in the morgue. The light was flickering and like they, that was real. And he said, should we fix it? Like, no, it makes it great. And at one point there's this conversation where uh, agent Del Cooper Cooper turns to the guy who's playing the Morton mortician guy. And he says, would you leave us please? And the guy thought that he, I don't know what he thought he said, but he gives his real name. He goes, Jim. And then Del Cooper goes, would you leave us please? He's like, oh yeah, sure. Left it in. They left that take in, and it just <laughs> sets the tone for the show. That's great. It's so bizarre. Like, one of my favorite lines it, is... No, look, sorry to cut you off real no, quick. Fine. If the internet existed back then, people would have been like, what does Jim mean? Jim must mean something. I have a theory. <laughs> well, this could be one <laughs> so of those shows true. that started that. But I love when they just have lines like, who's the lady with the log? We call her the log lady. <laughs> I laughed out loud. It's great. I laughed out loud at that. Oh, but this, yeah. this show, and originally the plan for the show was to start off with the murder of Laura Palmer as like the, in, the initial inciting incident, which is redundant, I realize. But then there, that was going to fade into the background. It was just going to be about the people. And David Lynch didn't want to solve the, the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer at all. Because he didn't have an ending? No. Or he's just so spacey that no, he doesn't no, no. It's, care. Just, it's just part of the theory. The whole, the whole point was Laura like, Palmer's not important. This is no. about the people. Yeah, yeah. But then the network never saw the it. network got after him, and I think mid season two is where they finally kind of resolve things, and then it actually goes downhill after that. Hmm. After they solve the murder, so maybe David Lynch was, was it right. canceled or did he, did he quit the show? He he left the show, mm-hmm. and you could tell there's a difference in tone and structure and things like that. But uh, it when he came back to kind of wrap it up, and it still is just kind of half hearted. So Twin Peaks pilot, fantastic, bizarre, love it. And can we also mention it's coming back? Yes, we can. Although I'm I'm worried about that, but that's. A whole it's other show. 2017, Twin Peaks is making a return. Is it a bum, reboot bum, or is it a continuation? Bum, bum, bum. Same characters. I think it's a continuation. Continuation. 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is weird. Lara Palmer's back from the dead. I mean, honestly, just think about how cool that is. A show from the early 90s is coming back 25 years later. It only had two seasons. Yeah. You know? But it made such an impact because it was such an unusual show. All right. Yeah. Take my love. Take my hand. Take, Take me where I cannot stand. stand. Don't talk about shows coming back from the dead decades later because people are going to be real on sad. The wind. Yeah. All right. Let's keep. Sp- okay. Let's, let's speed number, it up a bit, though. Number four. Uh, Vampire Diaries. No. You're not going to do this every time. <laughs> you're, you're like pulling a Joel at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually did. I should have I should have been more serious. Too. I had I had fake ones a couple of times and I was like, no, I'm just going to go straight forward in this. Yeah. And I just had the OC. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke the whole time. Ha! <laughs> uh, okay, number four is Justified. I know I haven't mentioned this one to you guys before. <laughs> I know this is going to come as a surprise to you. Listener, if I may tell you, should we ever do a lunch with bacon sale? You're going to hear two things out of Jacob's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them will be Supernatural. One of them, and the other one will be... And the other one will be Justified. <laughs> oh, no, the other one was going to be Joel's buying. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, just, okay, go ahead. All right, so... Justified is one of your favorite shows, and I will say a darn good pilot. Oh, thank you, thank you, yeah. You know, it's... Originally, this wasn't on my original list, and as I went through all the others, it just kind of kept moving up, and I was surprised every time it did. 
But I mean, if you don't know Justified, the character's name is, is Raylan Givens, and he starts off, you think you're going to be in Miami. He's, he's a cowboy. He's wearing a Stetson hat, and he's got a gun on his hip, and it seems a little silly. A little fish out of water kind of thing. Yeah, it's a fish out of water. And you see him go on this rooftop of uh, a restaurant, and he sees this old criminal that he's basically said, hey, if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you, and you had to get out of town. And this is all the first five minutes, mind you. This is, yeah, this is the first five minutes. So there's no spoilers here. So this Jacob's going to take about five minutes telling you this. This is just, just, this is just the tone, right? So this is the premise. And he, so he gets up to this criminal, and he starts counting down until he tells the guy he's going to shoot him. And he counts down, you know, five, four, three, two. And then the criminal draws on him, and he outdraws him and shoots him in public. He drew on him. Yeah. He drew on him. And so, and that's part of Raylan's thing. He's like, no, I just, he drew on me, so I had to put him down. And that was, and, and then that's the, that's the opening. You're like, what am I watching here? Yeah. Anyway, he's a U.S. Marshal and it gets, it's very gritty. It's a very gritty show, mm-hmm. but the pilot is very strong. With and, neo-Nazis and, well, he, he gets sent back to, to Alabama? Kentucky. Kentucky. Tennessee, whatever. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Foothills <laughs> of Kentucky. Whatever. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, so it circles back around to his conversation with his ex-wife right at the very end of the show. And it talks about how he's such an angry man. And at, at that point, you you want to get to know the character more. He's, he's an interesting it's character. It's based off uh, books by Elmore Leonard, right? Is that who wrote them? That sounds familiar, but I'm not, I don't remember for sure. Yeah, but no, it is a great pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Gr- yeah great it, foundation for the character. And that's the thing is, it is a, it's a fish out of the water at the beginning, but then the fish gets thrown back in his pond and has to deal with that. And he's not used to it Yeah, anymore. and it turns out to be even more awkward for him to have to be yeah. home. So. And great villains in that one, too. Like, you oh my really gosh. hate those yeah, guys. Yeah, those villains are good. Wait, how do you know that? I've seen the show. I thought you only saw the first couple episodes. Yeah. Okay. But they're great villains. You don't okay. even know. Yeah, like you don't even know what There's you're more saying. Coming. Do they get yellow eyes and speak in demon tongues? <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine that crossover and how happy Jake would be? Oh, wait, that is weird. You'd love it. <laughs> love it. All right, I'd love like, it. You wouldn't think they'd be able to pull it off, but somehow they do. He says that every time there's a new season of Supernatural, you know, you think it'd be silly by now, like season 27. <laughs> but somehow this is the best season yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally true for season 11. It is totally true. It's I on stand, 12. I stand by that. It's starting 12. Season 11, though. Yeah. It's one of my favorite seasons. How is that possible? See? I don't even know. See? <laughs> so passion. Such passion. Uh, all right. Go kid. My next one is my sitcom choice. It's my only sitcom choice it on this list. It was hard to find sitcoms for me. Uh, uh, wait, hard to find them or hard to choose them? Oh, I know. No, 30 I, I, Rock. It's 30 Rock. <laughs> it's 30 Rock. No, okay. 30 Rock actually has a really, it, it's Jack Donaghy's entrance is one of my favorite entrances. My, my little brother, Mike, made the made When he kicks point. down the board. Because they walk in to see their boss, Gary, and they're, his office is being all worked on. And they're like, where's Gary? And all of a sudden, this <laughs> Alec Baldwin kicks down this plywood and goes, Gary's dead. And then he just continues with the conversation like it's no big deal. For some reason, that made me laugh really hard. So funny. But sitcoms, it's, <laughs> it's difficult. So and I'm, I'm glad you picked a couple because I had a hard time because sitcoms, they get funnier as you get to know the characters and as you get to know the jokes. Mm-hmm. And so the first episodes are always kind of like just the setup for the rest of the show. So I'm intrigued to see what you picked. Before I give my my pick, I'm going to say the ones that I really struggled about cutting, and it was Arrested Development yeah. and Scrubs. Okay. Both fantastic. Scrubs actually tonally... Kind of weird compared to how the show went, yeah. Because it's very serious, yeah. And and JD's internal voice is almost a little bit quieter, like he's not as zany. I'm your Superman. Arrested Development's on my honorable mention. Yeah, but the one I chose because this is the one, just like you were saying, Joel, that I have shared with more people than even Arrested Development, and the one that I laugh at every single time is Flight of the Concords. I have not seen this. So Flight of the Concords, first episode, what? Hold on, what? 
I have not seen this. What? Hold this on. A, this is a TV show? Yes. I've seen so many clips <laughs> from that show. I've never never been able to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I'm actually in the same case. I knew it was a show. but okay. Guys, we've been friends for four years now. Are and you fr- still haven't mentioned this. Okay. We've worked together for four years, okay. and we've been friends for at least <laughs> seven months. we worked together months. for four years. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, we've been, I feel like I have failed you. I failed this city. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't shown you Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. And by the way, since you've seen the music probably again and again, it might not have that same appeal. Right. But this is the sort of pilot, and it's actually not even a pilot because it doesn't set anything up. It's just a one-off episode that it's just so random that you watch it and you go, how is this even filmed? How did HBO buy this? Right. But it's so funny. I cannot believe They're that you haven't guys. seen this. I and know. I, I just actually spoke with Grant today. And he, he mentioned this one, and I'm like, I haven't seen it. He was like, what? So I've already gotten a lashing over not seeing this today, Ken. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I just feel like I th- think this is my fault. Bro. So it is. I'll take the blame. Okay. So just to tell you guys what, it, what it's about. So transplanted New Zealanders, Brett and Jermaine, a.k.a. Flight of the Concords, search for romance and gigs in New York City. And then Jermaine falls for a girl that used to date Brett. And there's an actual story. Isn't, that, just like isn't that Kristen Wiig? No, no, it's Kristen Shawl. Oh, Kristen is their Shaw. biggest fan, and she is a psycho fan. But no, they actually Jermaine Kristen Shawl plays a psycho. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> this no, is shocking. Th- this was her breakout role, and she is phenomenal. Okay, man, I can't believe you haven't seen it. And there are a few lines of dialogue that, which are like just so funny. <laughs> but I mean, and it's really not going to work if you haven't seen the show because. But you probably do a pretty good New Zealand accent. <laughs> but I'll just so it's like Jermaine says, "Hey, Brett, I think I know no, what you got to do." The accent. Yeah, just do Australian. No, no difference. But then they would just have the same voice. You wouldn't be able to tell who's who. (laughs) Fashion chips. Um, Hey, Brett, I think I know where where I went wrong last night. And Brett says, yeah. Jermaine says, yeah. Sally wanted to leave when you turned the light on. I think she found it where the whole thing where you turned out with the light. Oh, she found it odd. Um, And then Brett says, yeah, I think it might also be because she and I used to go out. And then Jermaine says, yeah, it's because you and her used to go out, but also because of the thing with the light. (laughs) It's almost like... And I hate to make this comparison, but Napoleon Dynamite-esque. Okay. But with the music, it is, uh, it, there's so much to it. No, And I, it's I, instant rewatch. I want to see this one. Even though the thing you read isn't very funny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, it's way funny. Look, yeah. just, go, just go start singing Phantom Planet again. <laughs> <laughs> Driving in the sun. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. do it. I have the lyrics right yeah, there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go, go, go. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do it. Driving in the uh, sun. How does it go, Kent? How's it go? Mm-hmm. Looking out for number one. Oh, that's California. Not Here we, uh, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that was a good effort. All right, my number four. Hold on. Oh. Jumaine says, I can, see what, I can see why you broke up with her. She was hard work. Brett says, oh, no, she broke up with me. Jumaine says, yeah, she broke up with me, too. That's what I mean. It was hard work staying together with her, wanting to break up all the time. Carol Brown? <laughs> It's just funny. I swear this show is funny. I really haven't talked to you guys I know, into I believe it. you. I believe I'm planning on watching it one day. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to watch it until I read that crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Joel. All right. My number four. Actually, it, it's a pretty funny comedy. Uh, the pilot is called Days Gone By. Um, it's The Walking Dead. It's my number four. You chose The Walking Dead? It's hilarious. You have seen that pilot, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, and I watched this pilot. I, I watched this pilot actually today. Watched it right before coming here and had to walk out to my car in the dark. And I just went, wow, that pilot's effective. But it made me sad. Oh, first of all, aired on AMC on October 31st, Halloween 2010. The original runtime of the pilot was 67 minutes, 5.35 million viewers for the pilot. Which is weird because, you know, we keep hearing how big this pilot was. 
five million is not that big when you look at like thirty four for Twin Peaks. It's a cable but, show. Yeah, but uh, this show. It made me sad watching it again because it reminded me of how good the show once was. Because mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm kind of annoyed by the show and where it's going and all the stupid tropes they're doing and all that. But this original episode, just just that opening scene when he... I mean, not the opening scene. The opening scene when they start off with killing a little zombie girl. Yeah. Bef- like the first three minutes. It's like, wow, this show is not pulling punches. And then when they redo 28 Days Later. Yes, which he actually, the, the comic book creator, I actually read up on that because the comic book creator hadn't seen 28 Days Later when he wrote that. And when he saw 28 Fire. Days Later, he went, <laughs> he, he thought to himself, well, you know, no one's really going to know or care, you know, about the comparisons here because his is a little comic book. I'm making comic book about zombies. I'm a big zombie fan. Hey, did you see that big, huge zombie movie last year? They're not no. zombies. They're not zombies. Oh, please. Ask Danny Boyle. That's true. Yeah, neither neither show calls them zombies, by the way. They're infected with rage. They're infected with rage or they're walkers. Walk. Coral. Coral. Rockers. <laughs> Coral. <laughs> did I just call them rockers? You probably did. <laughs> rockers. Coral. Coral. Uh, yeah. No, anyway, it's a great pilot. It, it is really a really is. good pilot. It, uh, I was going to say it was shot on 16 millimeter film and they used a lot of CGI, but it's really difficult to tell. Like Bicycle Girl. Okay. If you haven't seen The Walking Dead, zombie apocalypse. Boom. There you go. That's what it is. This guy uh, goes into a coma. When he wakes up, the world is a mess. And to his credit, I just blinked on his name, Rick Grimes. What's his name? Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln. There we go. He does a really good job. Like when he's in the hospital, you're really like stressed out as he is. And I, I actually have one of my favorite Halloween decorations I made is this big, huge uh, board. It's a big, huge wooden board. And I spray painted don't open dead inside on it like they do in the in the hospital. Can I tell you that just drives my OCD crazy whenever I see that image? Because it, it says, says don't hospital. No, it says no, don't, don't dead, dead open inside. it's up and down instead of left to right. Because I read it up and down mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. different and it yeah. drives me all the way crazy. It's it's just a fascinating thing though. Like this whole thing, they 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 took all these extras and sent them to zombie school. Like they really wanted to kind of be professional about this. They had so much makeup and CGI. Like they put a lot of money into this pilot, and good on them because it turned out well. There's a moment in it where my heart just sinks, and I knew it was coming, and it happened again. And I was like, yes, that's what I want in a TV pilot. The horse. The horse. <laughs> it, well, it's, is it really? It's, well, it's before the horse. A it's dead actually, horse. It, there's a character. You wanted horses to die? Well, there's a character who's walking around, who's, who's, who's going around, and there's not a lot of zombies. He thinks he's fine. He turns a corner, and there's this horde, like a mass of zombies. And every time I've seen this pilot, I just get that same kind of like, oh, that's terrible. I feel like that pilot breaks the rules because it really doesn't tell you what the show is going to be. Because it's one man in a city True. with zombies. And granted, you know, he'll find the rest of his crew, and things get a little dry. Well, I had no it's idea what the show would be, Did probably. you watch this one again? No, I didn't. Because I will say it's actually interesting to me because he, he, he gets uh, found by a man and his, and his son. And there's actually this really good character drama happening, like for a good chunk of the pilot. And it's, it's oh, yeah. kind of setting With up Morgan. the show. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually went, wow, there is kind of that dynamic of this is about the people rather than the zombies. What this episode excels at is the ending and makes you want to watch the next one immediately because oh, he's great. in the tank. Yeah. And you in think the tank. all hope is lost. And then you get that little call on the CB. And yeah, and there's Glenn. Yeah. Glenn before he became dumb. Yeah. But anyway, love that show. Love that pilot. Yeah. The yeah, show, yeah. The show's kind of... Clarify. Yeah. Okay, Jake, number three. Number three is Twin Peaks. Okay. Jake, give us your real one. <laughs> How far did you get? Did you watch just the pilot? Yeah, it was 90 minutes, 94 minutes. You need, you, need to watch, you need to watch at least the next two episodes. Oh, maybe tomorrow at work. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a thing. Uh, anyway, Twin Peaks. Jake, yeah. any more you want to say on that? You know... um, 
Not really. You know, it's really weird crap. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly, you know, it's like furrowed eyebrow, like watching is what this is. Like, yeah. you're just like, what? And But it's, it's but you can't turn away. No, it, it feels like it's a different world. Like it's a fantasy world where everything looks kind of the same, just a little different. And, and I, love, uh, I love how it's become like this time capsule of the 90s. It with has. like the, the handheld recorders and the, you know, just the way they yeah. do things. Diane. Uh, yeah. Had a brownie you know it's like he tells her everything he does yeah no okay. that, that show is no i don't there's no reason to to labor no it and, if, and if, I had, cool. if i hadn't said it before i'll say it again that is one of the most unique television shows to ever come on tv and it's a pilot you'll never forget i watched i actually watched the pilot when i was in high school junior high high school when we watched it as a group and it haunted me like i remember it was kicking around the back of my head certain parts of it and it wasn't until I became an adult that I kind of went, oh, yeah, I wanted to watch that show, but I never forgot. I'm probably going to have nightmares about it tonight, to be yeah. honest. Wait till you get to the next the next two episodes. Yeah, it actually... Because it, yeah. it ends with um, Laura's mom screaming. Yes. That something's necklace. in her house. And I'm like, uh... No, she was just having a vision. It's okay. Yeah. Wait, what, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows with this show? <laughs> God. No, but wait till you meet Bob. That's all I'm saying. Okay. My number three, this one's going to be obvious. This one should show up on pretty much every TV list. And I saw it when you were showing me the bad jokes to Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I rewatched this one and, and obviously. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh, it's, it's, it's the best written TV show to probably ever be on the air. I think I would have heard of it if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, too busy watching Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> oh, that thing is awesome. Let me tell you about that. Everyone knows about Breaking Bad. This, this show ended, what, two years ago at this yeah. point. I rewatched the pilot because actually my memory of the first season and a half was actually really dry. I didn't care for the show all that much. Really? And then there were a few moments in that second season where I went, oh my gosh, I love this show. Okay. For all the wrong reasons. All right. So Walter White, he's a chemistry teacher. He gets cancer. His wife is pregnant. He has a son with cerebral palsy. Yep. Like life is very, very hard. And with this cancer thing, he basically decides that, hey, there's some money in making meth. And so he gets the help of a former student, Jesse Pinkman. Yep. And they make meth and they try to get away with it. And even in this episode, it tell, it's a mini movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like he almost turns himself in. He actually has to take out a few guys on accident yes. on purpose. You know, it's kind of a fine line it's there. It's intense. It's very, very intense. Yeah. And he's and running around in the desert in his tidy whities. He really is in his no, tidy yeah. whities. It starts off, like the first thing you see is some pants flying through the air. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden you see him standing there in his tidy whities in the middle of a desert. It's just like, what is this show? And I love stuff like that where it's just like this iconic images where you're like, what is this? Like, it's, it's it pulls a you pilot. in. And, and what I love about pilot. this is Vince Gillian, who we've talked about on the show quite a bit, he had a vision. And I think that this is why what makes this pilot so great. The vision was Laura Palmer. And <laughs> there's a necklace and he started screaming <laughs> in his sleep. Yes. He, there's another show which may be mentioned at some point where there wasn't a vision to the end. Whereas this show... Vince Gilligan knew what was going to happen to Walter White if the show got the ratings. Because actually, this one got less than a million viewers. Wow. Yeah. And because there was like a football game on that night, and Vince Gilligan has always been sad about Uh, AMC. Oh, yeah. Right. And and remember, AMC at the time was just Mad Men. Mad Men premiered the year earlier and did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about my number one yet, Ken. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, right. (laughs) Me too. There's no way. (laughs) But here's what I love Vince Gilligan, he says, he was talking about how he wants his character to change throughout the show. This right. was his vision. He says, television is historically good at keeping its characters in a self-imposed, self-imposed stasis. stasis. Oh, so you got that it shows can go on for years or even decades. <laughs> he says, when I realized this, the next logical step was to think, how can I do a show in which the fundamental drive is towards change? And so he wanted him, Walter White, to be from Mr. Chips into Scarface. 
Which he if knew, you don't know, if you don't know, because I actually just watched Goodbye, Mr. Chips, which is a 1939 movie, hmm. which is based on a book. But it's the, kind of the Mr. Holland's opus thing. Where this, this teacher is retiring, and he, it's like it really all these people love him. Nicest guy ever. Which I actually, watching the pilot again, he's not exactly loved. He's kind of put down. But he's a nice guy. Walter yeah. White? Yeah. In fact, those are my favorite moments. He's when a heel. People are, like, he people are making fun of his son or, people, or his boss at the oh, car wash yeah. at his second job is abusing him. And my favorite moment is when he says, I'm out of here and says a few choice words. And your eyebrows, too. <laughs> yeah. And your eyebrows, too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is such a great moment because this guy has cancer. He doesn't care yeah. about yeah. these guys picking on him or his family anymore. Yeah. So, oh, man, so good. So good. That's also my number three, Kent. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, On AMC, January 20th, 2008, 58 minutes, 1.41 million viewers, which is not a lot. I said less than a million. But here's the funny thing. <laughs> Mine so was probably right. Just to give you an idea, the viewership on the first season was, well, it was about two to three, like two to three million mm-hmm. for the first couple seasons, actually. The final season was six million to 10 million. Like the, the season finale was 10.28 million viewers, which is insane when you think it started out with one. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, this pilot, watching it again, and I will say this, and I probably have to say this, watching it on AMC, way different. Versus watching it on Netflix, way different. You may, if you're sensitive to this kind of things, you may want to bid Angel or clear play the, the I first I had no episode. idea what was in this episode. Yeah. Like, I knew there were a couple really? parts. It's the most rated R episode yes. of the series. Oh, there's, probably, there's like four F words and some nudity there's and some, nudity, some yeah. sexual content. And like, that's, Yeah. It's different on. Did it surprise you too? Yes, because it was different on AMC. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, be careful about that. But uh, I actually knew a couple parts of Fast Forward, but some caught me off guard, and I was like, okay, well, hello. <laughs> this show I really do think is so finely crafted because there's no bad episodes, there's no bad seasons. It's strong from start to finish, and the pilot sets it up so nicely. And actually, like we mentioned before on our X Files versus Buffy show, and it's because of X Files that we have Breaking Bad because Vince Gilligan was a writer on X Files. He met Brian Cranston on Drive, an episode where Brian Cranston played this uh, jerk, um, essentially. Yeah. But the studio didn't want uh, Brian Cranston because they said, no, he's the goofy dad from Malcolm in the Middle, which is what I knew him as. Mm-hmm. You have that point, too? So they wanted John Cusack and Matthew Broderick in who, the role. Who both turned them down. Yes. But then... I was doing drill research, see? Yeah. <laughs> Those, that would have been a good cast, honestly. Except for Brian Cranston. No. Played so you don't think well. so? Oh, no. I mean, I don't think they beat Brian Cranston. I think he was a great choice. Yeah, but. either one would have been good. But if they could have pulled that off, like the de-evolution, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. But no, this the, from the very beginning, Brian Cranston does this powerful emotional performance just in the first episode, just showing his range. And who knew how big this show was going to get and how like iconic it was going to be. But this pilot is one of the strongest I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But not my number one. So let's go to number twos. Number twos are coming up. Are we talking about the bathroom episode Stop again? Stop it. <laughs> you knew it. You knew it. <laughs> yeah. We needed a little jokes. bit of levity. Here we are talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about Breaking Bad for bow, a long time. Boom. Boom. All right. My number two. Oh, man. If we don't find the 8-bit version of Twin Peaks to play at the end of this. <laughs> no, bore people. Oh, it would. Man, that would be I'd the love worst. That. No, think about that. Like with the 8-bit slow music playing over our goofiness on the top, that's totally Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Prison Break is number two. Prison Break. Prison Break. Uh, now, I, I was pretty sure this kidding, would, actually, I would, I, I would be the only one with this one on the list. It's my no. Honor, it's on my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah? It's on my honorable mentions as well. Now, this is one of the ones I mentioned before that I have shown so many people, right? Like, I, I've, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen this pilot. And it's fantastic because even though it's Brett Ratner directing it, who is really a big letdown any other time. <laughs> 
literally any Rush Hour other, Two, any other movie he's ever done is like Jacob's mostly thanks, speaking about his dating life with Brett Ratner. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for dropping the ball, buddy, all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so if you don't know Prison Break, it opens up with Michael Schofield and uh, and his brother. His brother's in prison. Uh, his name's Link. And he's on death row. Captain Cold and fire, whatever. Heat <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just go back a few years. Get ready for a heat wave. <laughs> this is another show that's uh, that's coming back as well, which is funny. Yeah. Considering the Considering ending. how it ends. But we're not going to talk, yeah. about, that. Yeah. Yeah. talk about that. That's actually not the, the TV ending. No, that's a movie ending. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you don't know the premise, it's pretty simple. Link's in death row. Michael is a really well-to-do architect who has designed this prison where his brother's at. And he's tried every legal avenue to try and get his brother out. It's all failed. So he set up this whole scheme in order to get inside. He robs a bank. He robs a a bank. He actually figures out, he's like, I'll fire the gun once in the air, not at anyone. And he knows that that's just enough bad deed, basically, to get into the same place as his brother. Because if that didn't work out, if he went to like a minimum security prison (laughs) somewhere else, and he just tattooed his body. (laughs) My favorite part about Prison Break is that. No, that's the ending. You're spoiling the ending of the pilot. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You All do right, your point. So, yeah. So, he... Uh, <laughs> he has a plan. So, he gets in there. Yeah, he gets in, and uh, and his brother's like, Michael, what are you doing here? And he, he always has, like, this raspy voice. accent you had there. Yeah, and, <laughs> I should uh, have you read these quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I got a plan. And, uh, and, and so... he takes off his shirt, and he... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. He takes <laughs> off... Under the bunny and he's... <laughs> Anyway, the blueprints are tattoos all over his body. And uh, and so that's the very end. Didn't you just get mad at Ken for saying that? Well, he he was no, waiting saying. to say it. Yeah, I want to know. It was okay. his turn. That's yeah, why he's that's mad. Fair. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, this made my honorable mentions because of the gist of the sheer number of moving parts where you yeah. meet character after character, person after person, and they do a great job of defining who's who in the hierarchy of the prison and making you hate and love certain yeah. characters. It's very fast. It's very fluid. And at the end, you need to see what's going to happen next. My favorite part about this pilot, and actually the next two episodes following, is that Michael goes in with a plan. Michael. And man, does that change. Yeah. 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 Well, it has to. Yeah. And this also does a great job of like pulling you along, too. Like every episode of Prison Break just makes you want to watch the next one. It is one of those shows where I think it started off so high and ended so low where I was hate watching it by the end. Mm-hmm. But... For a while there, I yeah. could not stop. I mean, season one especially. I think season one is just one of the best Look, seasons, we're probably going to have an entire show about best seasons ever. So, All right, so I'll yeah. pull back on that. But yeah. this show, it has teeth as well, which I like. Yeah. yeah. He has teeth tattooed on his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's a condition. All right, Kent, let's see your number two. My number two is actually similar to Prison Break because it has the word prison in it. It's it's actually the only one. Wait, wait let me guess. Kay. Game of Prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I'll, I'll, What's I'm, your I'm, guess? I'm not going to top that joke. So let's just. That go was with a it. joke. <laughs> yeah. All of my shows essentially are from the 2000s era because I think that was a great time for t- new TV. Mm-hmm. This one, I was like, hey, I need to pull a Jacob and go like further back. Ooh, I'm excited. And my show is The Prisoner. From 1968. You're looking at me and there's you some crickets going this on. this thing, right, that you're talking about? So I watched this entire show two years ago. It's maybe 18 episodes altogether. This was a BBC I've series. I've never heard of this show. Is this you, the guy who has to live in his basement? <laughs> that's the room oh, but with, oh. the, with the guy. Is this the one with uh, uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, his kids get kidnapped? Oh, that's prisoners. Oh, okay. Let's not talk about prisoners. <laughs> 
I know that you've seen reference to the prisoner, but you've never really known what it what it's about. So essentially, yeah, let's hear about it. So a British spy, and this is in the opening credits. The first three minutes of every show, it shows the origin of this, okay, and that's and then it kind of just gets to the story. So you hear like this '60s like surfer music or whatever. This British spy goes into the office of you know MI6. He hands in his res- resignation. He goes home. He's followed. He gets burned. He has a burn notice on him. Essentially, yeah, no. Ooh. So he goes home. He's given a needle or gas or something. He falls asleep, and then the show starts. And he wakes up in this 1960s Swiss village, and he's going, "What is going on?" And this village is full of people that are just going about their weird lives. It's kind of like a Beatles music video. Wayward Pines. So this movie, mm-hmm. or sorry, this this show is basically how all those other shows got started. There are so many parallels between this and Wayward Pines. Mm-hmm. So everyone is living their lives in the city, and they're I don't know Wayward Pines. You've seen it, right? Mm-mm. Oh, you should watch you it. You should watch yeah. it. At least yeah. the first season. Okay. So this guy is like shaking everyone. Like, what is going on here? Why are you guys dressed so wacky? It's almost like an Alice in Wonderland sort of thing. And Define wacky. Are we talking like giant bow ties? Basically, like, and- yeah, everyone's wearing like top hats or the girls wearing like bloomer dresses that are really colorful. And there's all these like Swiss villas. And everyone says, well, number six, what's going on? Well, what, what's your problem? And he's like, I need to get off this place. Is this an island? I need to get out of here. And he's like, let me meet number two. Yeah. <laughs> huh? No, no, <laughs> no, that, that is number oh, really? two. Really? Number okay. two is the main antagonist yeah, in the show. I win. And the spy's name is number six. And then, and then biggest antagonist for IBS too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how come you can make the joke now? <laughs> but the show is, is essentially everything that like, it's kind of this dystopian sort of society where they're trying to find out why he resigned because it's, it's never clear. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, answer one question. We'll let you go. And actually through the entire show, he never answers one question. It's kind of this weird thing. Like it, any question? Any question. He'll never answer a question directly. And it's this strange show. Oh, and here's the weird part. This sounds like an acid trip. It is an acid trip. But the first episode is actually pretty normal. So everyone could probably get off the island somehow. But do you know what happens when you like start running? This giant... The bubble. The white, big, the big shield. Yes. You know. No, no. I'm talking about the... Isn't that the, the dome? The Stephen King series? No, oh, no. It's actually an inflatable ball. will chase you, and it screams at you. goes... And it, it comes can, at you can, and devours can, you. I, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> devours you? Yeah. This I don't know is a t- bad can, dream. I don't, know how to, no, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> that this is not a TV show, buddy. <laughs> Seek therapy. <laughs> this is not a TV show. If okay, Ken, you need guys, to lay off. Guys, I swear no, this guys, is real. Guys, means, I know. Okay. There was a Disney ride where they would strap you to a chair and put a giant white ball on you, and it would spit at you. <laughs> so every this sounds show, like a Jacob story. At, like The Simpsons has referenced uh, the prisoner several times. There was actually a remake in 2004 with Jim Caviezel that wasn't very good. And Ian McKellen was in that one as well. Actually, you can watch this first episode on YouTube. Just look up The Prisoner Arrival, and you can watch the entire hour-long episode. And it's weird as crap. But it's good. Like, it, it's it's actually pretty, like, instrumental, monumental for its time. Are you looking up pictures right now? Yes, I see a giant floating ball. What and it's, that? no, the weirdest thing is, that ball is terrifying. And this, you feel powerless while watching this show. You feel like you'll never be able to get out of this place. Wait, powerless or bored? Powerless. Okay. No, it's actually, it's very clever. It's super, it's an acid trip, so you're never quite bored. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. At least the pilot. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So go check it out. It's weird. But if you're into like the 60s sort of vibe, because this is like James Bond's worst nightmare. So why did you watch this two years ago? Uh, Oh, so uh, actually I was talking to an old guy 
Um, <laughs> no, seriously, that I worked with at Domino's a few that's, years back. That's a dealer, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch The Prisoner. Here, take this first. <laughs> no, but he goes, he goes, oh, are you trying to watch like older movies and stuff? I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I actually own this old show on DVD. You should watch it. And I was like, I've heard of this show. And I, I how have you heard of this show? From The Simpsons and basically everything that's referenced it. I swear, once you watch this episode, you'll be like, I've seen that here and here and here and here. I've yes. never seen a giant white ball going <laughs> chasing people yet. <laughs> it does feel like it's not real. <laughs> it's real, I swear. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> so, The Prisoner. I had to choose one that was older, and honestly, it's a good pilot. You don't have to go so hipster. Okay? No, no, it's a good, it's a great episode. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but you don't have to go so hipster, okay? All right, Mainstream, what's your number two? All right, my number two is actually the only one on my list that you can't find on Netflix. Uh, all these other ones I just watched easily, but this one I actually own the DVDs of. And I, I know, I know, I know. I've watched the show before. You had me watch this show. I did have you watch this show. Pushing Daisies. That's exactly right. Nice. And in fact, the, the, the pilot episode is titled Pie Dash Let. Because it's all about pies. Pie Let. Pushing Daisies, if you haven't listened to the show before, is a show I love. And it's about a guy who has the power to bring people back to life. But only for a minute, because then if <laughs> then if he t- well, yeah, the schematics are a bit weird. It, it is a bit weird. That's the thing is the story is so complicated. But the way they present it, because he can bring people back to life, they can be alive for a minute. If they're alive for more than a minute, someone else has to die. And if he touches them again after he brings them back to life, they die again permanently. Jake, have you seen this show? Oh yeah, I've seen the pilot, and I saw the first. I think I saw the first season actually. It's so good, absolutely charming. It is very charming. But, I watched this yesterday. But let me just give you a quick. <laughs> Quick little thing here. So in the first five minutes, a boy's dog gets hit by a car. The main character's mom dies twice. His neighbor dies. The little boy's neighbor dies. His father abandons him. And yet it never loses its whimsical feeling. It feels like this fairy tale. You have Jim Dale who does, if you don't know who Jim Dale is, uh, first of all, he was the doctor, uh, doctor, uh, whatever his name is in Pete's Dragon. He's the bad doctor who wants the dragon hearts. Mm -hmm. But he's also the narrator for all the Harry Potter books, the audio books. He has a wonderful voice and I love hearing it. But it's just this bizarre story, and the way he narrates it, the way they tell it, the beautiful colors, it makes all these horrible things seem fine. And, like, people are dying. The body count is enormous on this first episode. It, it is a procedural. Essentially, it's a creative procedural. But exactly. the way it's told is, is storybook form, and the characters are so endearing, you don't even care you're watching you a basic procedural. Yeah, because that's, that's just it. It's like, so then he teams up with this private investigator. They wake up the dead to ask them how they died, and to, then they get a reward. the money. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it never goes according to plan, of course. But it's just so witty and so satisfying. And honestly, <laughs> I, have this, I have this written down here. If you don't fall in love with the show after the first viewing, you are a robot. A jerk robot. <laughs> a jerk robot. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? I'm not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good pilot. And this show, I, I admit, this show is not for everyone, but really it should be because mm-hmm. this show is magical. This show is what television should be because it was so creative and so witty. I admit when I saw the pilot, though, I was worried. I thought, how on earth can they keep up this momentum? But then they did so well. And it's only because the stupid writer's strike that this show got canceled. It does give a little bit too much in terms of the relationship with Chuck. I think there is too much told in that first episode. That's a different show. <laughs> yeah. He gets his computer in his head. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. But the, I think, the girl, I think a girl named Chuck. I think the love interest angle is is explained way too early. Really? Because then the, the whole show, you're like, well, can they touch again? 
No, because that's, well, not, yeah, that's the whole thing yeah. is, you know, he can't ever touch the woman he loves, which yes. is a great dynamic. And still to this day, like just watching the pilot again, they got close to touching and I got nervous. I was, even though I yeah. know what's going to happen, I love this show. I love Pushing Daisies. All right, so we're nice. down to number ones. Number, number one. one. Number do you have any honorable mentions before one. you go to number one? That's what I was just going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like we've done this type of show before. <laughs> yeah. All right. So honorable mentions. Uh, Fringe, my first one. Um, Haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. You should watch it. It's a J.J. Abrams I pilot. prefer the adult version of, uh, you know, X-Files. So go ahead. It's a strong pilot. You know, I think the show gets goofy. It kind of <laughs> loses the, me with the second I enjoy the, the relevant dimension. X-Files. That's what I call Fringe. <gasps> what? Relevant X-Files. <laughs> oh, you quiet. You quiet down over there. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, 24. Yep. West Wing. Yep. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Sorry, I was thinking Really? Else. You haven't, haven't seen West Wing either? Nope. I'm not in political drama. Dude, you need to be watching these things. I'm not in Aaron Sorkin. It's a strong pilot. In fact, it's, I mean, it's a good show. It's not, it's not exactly my cup of tea, but it's a strong pilot. Okay. Uh, yeah, Arrested Development, uh, House, and The Killing. Okay. Oh, yeah, I hear The Killing uh, intro is really, really good. It is. It is. It's very good. It's, it's kind of Twin Peaks reminiscent. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Maybe that one even either. like Stealing. You haven't seen Twin Peaks? No, I haven't seen The Killing. <laughs> In fact, I hear <laughs> they don't even explain the, who, who killed the main girl at the end of the first season. When everyone expected them to, and it was, was kind of Twin, in the middle of the second season. That's Twin Peaks. No, the same thing. It kind of copies Twin Peaks. Yeah. I don't remember when they resolved it, actually, because I, I tapered off. But I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you weren't sure, though. Yeah, yes. yeah. I haven't seen it. So Anyway, yeah, yeah. Those, those are all really, really strong pilots. And there's others, but, uh, but those are my top favorites. So. All right. So what's your number one? Number one is, and I'm afraid we're going to have the same one. Hold on. Let me do my honorable mentions first, and then Joel do his, because I, we do all have the same one. I bet you we do. <clears throat> my honorable <laughs> I'm mentions. Looking at, I'm looking at your eyes right now, and I think we all have the same. <laughs> I actually hated putting this as my number one, but I couldn't me refuse. Me too. Me too. Okay. I had the same trouble. Honorable oh, mentions. I didn't hate it. I know. Honorable mentions, same as you, pretty much. Fringe, uh, Dexter, which is fantastic. Dexter is not seen it. That's like a strip. The a Wonder Years, uh, 24 is fantastic. The Wonder Years, wow. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Alias, uh, I watched Homeland for the first time. The pilot's good. And that's the thing. I couldn't great. put it in my top five. It was yeah. like number yeah. 20. Um, also, Pushing Daisies, Arrested Development, Jericho. It has a really strong pilot. Okay, Arrested Development. Can we go back to that Jericho, that's random. No, it's, it's very good, though. I remember, I remember. It's a good pilot. Arrested Development's one of those that I thought about putting on, but then I was just like, no, that's not my favorite episode. Like, it, it's, it's not. not. In it's fact, not a great pilot. If I ever showed people the show, I would do Good Grief, which I think is in season two. <laughs> yes. And yeah, that's the one with the puppet. Yes. Um, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Yeah. So good. And I would never you start with the, the first act, one. Job. In fact, if I watched the first episode with someone... I'd be like, I swear you'll really love this show soon. Yes. Which, that's the thing. I, I keep saying that's the thing. I always do that. I'm sorry. but uh, We all have our quirks. We do. With a lot of these shows, and this is probably a future show, I, I want to do a future show about pilots that are meh, that, or seasons that oh, are yeah. meh, but then they get into really good after that. So we like, can, we can spread this so thin. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Scrubs is actually a great pilot. Twin Peaks is on there as well. What are your honorable mentions, Joel? My honorable mentions. Hold on, hold on. I'm kind of held up on Jericho. Jer- oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still thinking of the right one, right? Like the nuclear Yeah, Ski Ulrich and- Stars. It's a CBS show, and I don't watch CBS. Right, this, yeah, I don't CBS. have one CBS show on my pilots here. No, so it really... The show is, it's a small Texas town. They're removed from everyone anyways. And then the nuke goes off. America is nuked. Not just one place, but everywhere. Why couldn't that show work out? Why couldn't that show not have worked out? And actually, both seasons are fantastic. What? Both seasons? Both seasons. Do you want to know why I haven't watched that show? Because of the CBS? No, because it got cut off and didn't really give you a lot of resolution. And I heard that. So I was like, nah. It's a lot like Pushing Daisies. All right, Joel. Uh, My honorable mentions, Prison Break, actually, uh, because I thought it was just a great job with that. 24, because of the the real-time concept, was so mind And at the end of the episode, the plane was awesome. Yes, so good. 
uh, heroes I actually put on there. Oh, I everything but Ali Larder's part. Yes, yeah, the whole Jessica yeah. thing was. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of annoying. But that show, like I would honorable mention like, that one. I just forgot that. that one. I was like, that was. I really would so honorable mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better off Ted. I actually put better off Ted on there. Great. That, that was one of the sitcoms that I thought mm-hmm. nailed it in the in the opening. Veronica Mars. I put on there. That's I, a good pilot too. I did put Battlestar Galactica on there because That's a bad I pilot. did enjoy that pilot. That's a terrible Which pilot. one? The, the reboot. No, 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 no. Oh, I understand movie. that the movie. Because there's the three and a half hour movie, (laughs) director's cut, and then there's 33, which is the first episode, which is a great episode. I liked the beginning. I don't care for the movie, and I love the show. But that was one I really liked. And then finally, I put the IT crowd, because that was another... I I had a hard time with sitcoms, but the IT crowd was one where I watched that, the very first episode, and I was gut laughing during the first episode, and I said, yes, this is a show I now want to watch. Okay. And I can't help but notice that there's a lot of shows that... We've all mentioned as our favorite shows that aren't on this list. You know, like Buffy's not here. Uh, Luther's not here, which is right. a favorite one of mine. Uh, Sherlock isn't here. Sherlock's not here. Supernatural's not here, guys. Huh? Well, holy. Huh? Well, hold on. Yeah. Supernatural's not your number one? What? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding here. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's a good first episode. It is. It's a good. It's a good pilot. It's not a great pilot. It's a good pilot. No, the charm of Supernatural comes from the relationships and going down the road and something like that. It's not my number one. No. Well, that's kind of weird. But the, uh, you, wait, what was the one you said before Supernatural? Oh, Sherlock. Sherlock, I actually, yeah. I, I should add that to my honorable mentions because I really love that first episode. Mm-hmm. So well done. It is really well done. Okay, guys. Three, two, one. Sequest. <laughs> okay, what did you say, Jake? The Mentalist. What did you Sequest? Say, I said Blackish. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a lot like Sequest. Uh, I think we're all a little lost. We love here, guys. our own jokes, don't we? <laughs> Lost. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Big fireworks. Yeah. Number one. Big, huge surprise. Okay, yeah. so, uh, it's I'm, just too good a pilot. It's so well done. I will read these stats here. On ABC, aired September 22nd and 29th of 2004. <laughs> Kids, I can't believe you did this. 79 minutes for the book. You got picked it? Yeah. And I, the viewers? It's a great pilot. The viewership was yeah. about 18 million, 17 million, depending what, because it was a two-part pilot. Which is kind of cheating. It is, but at the same time, I mean, Twin Peaks is a 90-minute episode. This That's is 78 true. minutes. Did you rewatch minutes. it? Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know Lost, it takes place, uh, a, <laughs> a plane crashes on Have an Have you island. heard of Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> a plane crashes on an island, people are there trying to figure out how to survive, and then also there's something weird going on with the island. And that's why I think this pilot is fantastic. Because it starts off straightforward, plane crash, we just need to survive, and slowly but surely pulls you in until all of a sudden you don't realize, oh my gosh, I'm watching a sci-fi show. Yeah. Straightforward, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, that was a crazy day. We're stuck on an island all of a sudden. Aah! This giant white ball comes out of nowhere. No, there's no sucking people There's up. no white ball. Guys, this, seriously, they're on an island. And there's a spy no. on the island. He's, no. he's one of the others. He's with the Dharma Initiative. No. <laughs> Might um, as well be because this show got bonkers. So another one directed by J.J. Abrams. Apparently you like J.J. Abrams on this show. No, he, he's, he's a great pilot maker. Yeah, he is. In he's, fact, he's a great pilot. The <laughs> uh, pilot actually dies in this one, which was supposed to be Jack. Yes. Okay. Can we talk about trivia before we go into the story? Sure. sure. Yes. So it was meant to be Michael Keaton in the role of Jack. And Jack yes. was meant to die instead of uh, Greg Grunberg in the pilot, uh, as the pilot. In Which the if you pilot. don't know him, he's Matt Parkman on Heroes. Yes. And he's, he's in, in every J.J. Abrams and, project. Yeah, yeah. So Jack was meant to die. Kate was meant to be the lead character. Yes. It was going to be Kate leading everyone. And actually Evangeline Lilly wasn't very comfortable. She wasn't very confident about the role. She also didn't have role. a visa. 
So that oh was, really? Yeah, she, yeah. She, they all, they they actually started recasting or doing auditions for recasting because oh, wow. they weren't sure if she was going to get back to America. Now she's Canadian. Oh, I see. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying oh, I see the Canadians, but no, she her she didn't think her acting was up to snuff because J.J. Abrams loves these female protagonists. Yeah, right. And so it would have been the Kate show. But thankfully, like, and Kate is such a great character, but Jack was able to stay. Yes. Yeah. She's a good and, character. Well, I mean, as I, as I remember, the studio said, sorry, you can't kill your main character. You're going to lose viewers, right? Like, that's really much, pretty much the reason that he stayed. Well, what I love is how these, right, the writers and the creators of the show were so flexible in what they wanted to do. So, like, you know, originally Sawyer was supposed to be this, like, kind of suit-wearing, slick con man type. And uh, Hurley, the, the, act, the actor who, who ended up being Hurley, uh, he tried out for that, and they were like, no, you don't really fit this part, but how about this other part? Mm-hmm. Son tried out for Kate, and they're like, no, you don't fit that part. How about this other part? Yeah. Like, they kind of kept changing the roles depending on the people that came in, and I think that's why it works so well is because the cast plays to their strengths. Everybody yes. loves Hurley. I named my dog Hurley. What's his name? Uh, bald guy in it? Oh, Locke. 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 Yeah, right? Like, I remember they came to, like, I read a thing about it years ago at this point, right? But they came to him, they're like, hey, we want you to be in this show. You're not going to have a really big role at first, but we promise you're going to have one. When they goes. get to the episode called Walkabout, yes. and you actually find yeah. out why he's been so stoic and walking around, you're like, holy crap. This is awesome. Yeah. That's what's so good, but that's later show. We, yeah, yeah. That's a different we, show. We could have a whole episode on Lost. Let's talk about the pilot. You so, all, everybody. You all. You all, everybody. The most. This was the most expensive pilot up to that time, costing between ten million and fourteen million, largely due to the expense of purchasing, shipping, and dressing a decommissioned airplane to represent Flight 815's wreckage. They put a real wrecked airplane on Good that on them. beach. They had to tell everyone flying over on a, on actual just regular flights. Don't worry, they're filming a TV show. There's not a plane crash right there. Oh, and I, we're I've, fine. I actually have been to Oahu where they where they filmed this. And it's just right off the main road. And oh, really? It, it's weird. Like they said, they got a lot of calls of people driving by and freaking out and stuff like that. It's also funny. Anna Lucia was drunk and she was running people on the road. You told me you weren't going to bring up her name. <laughs> Stop that right now. <laughs> We're talking about the pilot. She's not an original cast. <laughs> She's a tailing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So here comes uh, the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's midnight. (laughs) So uh, no, a giant white ball. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the other funny thing about it is this is not an abandoned beach. Like when we went out there, we walked on the beach where they filmed Lost. It was really cool to be there. And uh, like you look out and there's all these like you know waves or uh, is there like a thing to it now? Like it's like hey, here's where we filmed Lost. Not really. Like they have they have like you can get maps of like you know where the waterfall is and where the cave is and all this different stuff. Hmm. But the beach is just a beach, and it's just funny how they made it seem so remote in the pilot. It's amazing. Where's the hatch? The hatch? Do they do they show you? Does that actually exist? No. Can you push the button? Uh, Can it's TV? I'm sorry. What? what? I want to go in the hatch and push the button. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Are those the numbers? Yes, those are the numbers. I mean, nothing in the end. They add up to 108. Oh, speaking Um, of numbers real quick, here's some trivia. Yes. So before they even cast Matthew Fox, they already wrote that, you know, there's a great scene between Jack and Kate where they talk about five seconds of freaking out before you finally relax. I wrote that down because I remember that whenever I get scared. Yeah, no, it's a good one. I let the fear wash over me five seconds and it's like, okay, now we got to go. And they wrote that scene. And then they, then they cast Matthew Fox and he has a tattoo on his shoulder that says five. Yeah. Like, that was fate right there. That's and so crazy. that becomes the thing because Kate's sewing up his back and he's like, I just, you know, I have to freak out for five seconds and then I say I'm in. Can we talk about the beginning, by the way? Because I just, I want to I sure. talk about this show. It opens Jack's eyes. Oh, the beginning is the best part. 
Oh, Jack. So Jack wakes up. You see his eyes, and you see this guy in a suit in the middle of a jungle, looking obviously dazed. And immediately, you're like, "What's this guy doing?" And in it's the jungle quiet. With and it's suit? quiet. Yeah. And then a yellow lab walks like walks by, and it's like, "Why is there a yellow lab walking by?" He hears a noise. He runs out, and when he turns that corner, and you see the wreckage and, and noise, everyone's yeah. screaming, and the noise hits. It is utter. It, it's chaos, but it yeah. is such choreographed, amazing chaos. For a good seven minutes. And this is without anything really happening, except for he's, you know, Jack's rushing from person to person. Things are exploding. Guys are getting pulled into, into the jet engines. Mm-hmm. It is insane, and it is so amazing. Like, every time... My, I've said this before on the show, I believe. My, my dad was a loss dealer uh, back in the early 2000s. Um, please explain. I think so, Kit knows is he, him. Is, <laughs> is he the guy that gave me the prisoner? <laughs> yeah. He might have him. You need an old show? He worked at Domino's for a while. <laughs> no, but he used to He used to say, you know, just watch the pilot, and he'd give them the disc. And then, it, like, people would come. We'd be at our house, and people would come knock at the door like at midnight and be like, hey, I just need another disc. Can you give me another disc? I need a disc. I just need to know what happens next. <laughs> and, in fact, I was resisting watching the show. Oh, really? And my dad said, we're going to go on a road. We're doing a cross-country road trip. We were driving back from Florida to Utah. And he said, you need to watch the show because we're going to be talking about it on the trip. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I watched that pilot, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I need more. I need more. Dad, give me more. I need another disc. The beauty of this show, and I think when most people actually discovered it, is when they had Netflix, people used Netflix by mail. Because mm-hmm. no one would mm-hmm. ever do that now. Because that is just kind uh, of weird I'm, to I use do. Netflix by I do. mail. I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a wider selection. For a film buff like me, it makes and sense. And so basically, like, I did the same thing as your dad. I would burn these discs and be like, you have to watch this show. And it was crack. People would just need, you know, you had four episodes on each disc. Give me the next one. Yeah. Give me the next one. And that's how it was. And then it was really sad because after they watched that first season on DVD, then they'd watch it on TV and it was just an all out disappointment. Nope. Nope. We can't get into the show. We're talking okay. about the pilot. No, no. I'm not even disappointment in terms of quality, but you'd have to watch episode by episode. And sometimes it was three weeks between episodes. Oh, that's just killer. Yes. It's awful. And that's regular right. TV. We, we would have, this is, you know, and this is early 2000s. The internet wasn't a huge thing. No. There were some forums out there. Me and my coworkers at my other job. They would, we would get together and have lost chat. Like we would get together and like take ourselves out of the room and just talk about lost after every week's episode. Cause that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You just talk about the show with people. Yeah. The plane crash, by the way, horrifying. Like when the back of the plane comes off and people start flying out, yep. that, oh, which they don't show in the pilot. They do. Are you sure? Yeah. I watched no. it. I watched it. I didn't I'm see pretty, that. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. yeah. No. Cause they, they flash, they cut off. No. Right. As it's about to go down. No, they, they they show that it's when it's it's in the flashback with Kate. The back section comes off. People start. Oh, that's out. in episode yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I remember. Two. Yeah, it's all yeah. part of that. Um, but no, and here's the, here's the thing I want to tell you guys this is one of a trivia fact I kind of wanted to bring up. So uh, I'll just read this. Green lighting such an expensive and risky project amidst ABC's low ratings eventually led to Lloyd Braun, the network president, to be fired by Walt Disney Company, ABC's parent company. He got fired for green lighting this show. Wow. And then this is like, you know, this is before the show kind of One of the most iconic hits of the 2000s. But then they put so much money into it, even though they fired him. They're like, we put so much money into it, we might as well just air it. And then it became one of the biggest hits on ABC. And every show since then has tried to copy yes. its format. Yeah. But this guy totally got fired. So, that's, man. That's a great bit of trivia, actually. I know. Poor guy. Yeah. But he's doing fine. I mean, he's got to feel justified. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, but seriously, I think I think we all put Lost in there because we agree it is such an amazing pilot. Regardless of how you feel about how the show went later, mm-hmm. that first little bit, fantastic. So good. I've talked too much about it, though. You guys go ahead. Gush some more. <laughs> Lost is a fun show. <laughs> it's a great pilot. You know? 
I wish, I wish it was always great. I wish their eyes turned yellow and they started <laughs> sucking souls. Supernatural. Yeah. If they had I cannot believe we, we haven't talked about Supernatural more on this show. It's only pilots that we're talking about. Okay. I'm, I'm in Look. the second season now. Supernatural. Look, you'd be surprised in the second season what they can do, but surprisingly, they pull it off, and it's the best season to date. <laughs> okay. Until three or four or 11. <laughs> Just wait for 11, Joel. Just you wait. <laughs> Just make it all the way to 11. Yes. Um, but let us You'll know. You'll be so glad you did. Yes. But let us know if we talked about your favorite pilot, or if we did not mention your favorite TV pilot. If we didn't, let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Twitter. I'm a, on Bakersell.com. I'm a Sully fan, personally. Sully fan? Sully. You know, Tom Hanks, from Tom Hanks' new movie. Uncharted? No, oh. oh. oh, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know on our, on, on our social media outlets and things like that what you thought of the pilots we talked about. If you wanted anything to add to the conversation, we'd love hearing from you. But if you want to talk to me directly, you can talk to me at 76Joel, or you can even talk to me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or the QuickWits Facebook page. I'm not sure I want anyone talking to me directly because I'm not allowed to talk back to you, but you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can also read my reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. Those are movie reviews. And if you want to see me review movies, it's KJazz, Channel 14, every Friday morning at 8.30 a.m. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time... Well, I guess it's time for Rumspring again. That is going to kill everything. Nobody wants an Amish guy. And Jake just cried because, you know, he's gentle. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob does find her hard to resist. He admitted that to me. She is. She's hard to resist. My voice is beautiful. Are we all equal, though? (laughs) No. No, I mean, voice-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's ready to go. That's, that's, that's Kenny D. Look. What bathroom hurts you, Kenny D? <laughs> what bathroom hurts you? Hey, kid, here's your wings. Ah, <laughs> uh, yay! I'll take this back to Amish country. <laughs> that's Joel for you. Cool. Jennifer Garner's wearing wigs. <laughs> Jennifer Garner wears wigs. You know, when you say more creative, you mean more hipster and non-mainstream. Tell us about your teenage girl time. All right, what the crap is the OC? How are your estrogen levels? Make Kent a man. <laughs> yeah, they're going to kill me for this one, but I don't care. I'm a rebel daddy. You're like pulling a Joel at this point. <laughs> you wouldn't think they'd be able to pull it off, but somehow they do. Coral. Coral. Coral, of course. Coral. <laughs> man, so good. So good. Number twos are coming up. Are we talking about the bathroom episode Stop again? Stop it. That's totally Twin Peaks. Jacob's most speaking about his dating life with Brett Ratner. He has teeth tattooed on his body. This sounds like an acid trip. This is not a TV show, buddy. You seek therapy. <laughs> it does feel like it's not real. But you don't have to go so hipster, okay? And like people are dying. The body count is enormous. Are a robot, a jerk robot. <laughs> My dad was a lost dealer. Like, yeah, I just need another disc. Can you give me another disc? I need a disc. That's a great bit of trivia, actually. Lost is a fun show. I wish it was always great. Uh. Just, just cut that. <laughs> never seen a giant white ball 
going. <laughs> We're stuck on an island all of a sudden. This giant white ball comes out of nowhere. I'm probably going to have nightmares about it tonight, to be yeah. honest.